Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Banished Zone, the show about flesh and blood that's lucky. Featuring Bryn. And Chris. And it's lucky because we're going to Vegas, baby. Oh, <laughs> luck be a lady tonight, as <laughs> <Luck> they say. <laughs> be a lady tonight. <laughs> what the hell does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, treat me nice? Have um, me uh, roll the bones? Yeah, be so so sexy to me. <laughs> uh, now I kind of want to, like, show up to nationals with a fedora on and sit down and when my opponent is doing like odds evens roll be like luck be a lady today <laughs> and just like weird them out by like tipping my fedora just, and shit. just that you do the uh the tall timmy style um oh, til- yeah. tilting them tilting them the tilting them everybody you can't watch this anymore because that our, is a shame our dear friend of the show paul mm-hmm. also known as the tall timmy uh, has left us in terms of the content creator space and flesh and blood space. Um, yeah. I guess we'll just start off our show saying RIP. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to a real one. It's a great channel. Uh, yeah. Very kind guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, you know, a little late to, uh, to, to giving him a send off, but we will, we will miss him very much. Uh-huh. Uh, we hope that if he is ever watching this, um, that he just knows that he was loved in the community mm-hmm. and we hope he's doing okay. Yeah, um, invaluable contributions. And uh, yeah, I hope he can find his way back to the game at some point. The or thing something. Bum- I, it bummed me out the most was that he was just like, he, he wasn't like, I'm going to take a break from the channel. He was like, I'm salting the earth, I'm deleting the channel, and I'm selling all my cards. Right. Yeah. Sad thing to see yeah, uh, happen to somebody. Um, you know, I hope that whatever... Whatever happens, it's not as dire as it feels. Sure. Um, yeah. But anyway, shout out to Tall Timmy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry for your loss or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, hope to hear back from you one day. Absolutely. Um, but we're back. Mm-hmm. We're, we're here. Not, we're not uh, salting the earth. We're around. No, no, we're here. I'm Bryn, and that's Chris, and mm-hmm. then this is the Banish Zone. And uh, you know, we had a spoiler, and mm-hmm. uh, then Dust Till Dawn happened, and I gotta tell you. We have been playing a lot of Flesh and Blood. That's true. This is like, you know, most people do, some people do, what was your week in Flesh and Blood? This mm-hmm. is like, what's your month been like in Flesh and Blood? Gosh. Uh, and we've done a lot of stuff. A lot I of mean, shit has <laughs> happened. <laughs> uh, I've and, won you know, the occasional event, Well, I we think, haven't been gone. You know, like, the, the thing is, like, we've done streams. You know, we've been doing streams. That's true. The podcast episode, we've been a little neglectful of. And mm-hmm. honestly, I released a new song. Mm-hmm. I've been having a lot of work to do with my record we're touring a lot more my mm-hmm. but my job has been insane recently so sorry yeah you've been but very busy and also i just feel like a lot of our flesh and blood free time it's like if there's any time devoted to flesh and blood like what was it one weekend the pre-release weekend i think i went to five events or did i go to four and there were five total i went to like a marathon <laughs> of, of uh dust till dawn pre-release events you went to so many yeah and i won so few how many? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> you won zero? I won zero. I was in the finals of one. Wait, with well, a, it was Monarch, right? It was on Monarch And you draft. didn't win one? Did I win one? No. You won the uh, random ro- roll, I think. I like the, the first one we went to, you won the the giveaway of the prism, I think. Ah, uh, yes. The prism. I won the prism. Right? Or was it Vincent? I think I think you got a no, prism. No, no. I got a prism because I don't have it anymore because I sold it You sold <laughs> immediately. it immediately. Yeah, because... Uh, I wanted to trade it for Vincent, but no one would do that. Hmm. Um... So I just sold it. Yeah. Uh, it. It was still fun, though. It was cool to do uh, pre-release, open some packs of Monarch, then open packs of Dust Till Dawn. It was a fun idea. I thought it was cool to like 
as opposed to Dynasty when they just were like Dynasty release armory and you could win a regicide blackout art or something. There was kind of just almost nothing. Yeah. For it. Yeah. Which is like I don't know what you can do, but this is well, very cool. I'm glad they're figuring it out with a supplemental set. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of uh, expansion sets or sets in general, mm-hmm. James White was just on Push the Point, mm-hmm. the British flesh and blood show mm-hmm. the, f- the flesh and blood show but british yeah it's um, about gardening and beer and sometimes they talk about card games <laughs> too if they get around to it <laughs> wow shade thrown to our british brother there's no shade i'm just saying that's how the, the first thing they talked about was corrugates All right. is what next they time you, hamish <laughs> if you see chris in in the wild you're gonna have to defend your honor it's fun to talk about corrugates and beer They're both good <laughs> i like them um yeah, he was just on Push the Point, James mm-hmm. White was, and his big reveal was that they're going to have multiple announcements in the next week mm-hmm. um, of the new set, and probably going to be the Professor, I mean, he didn't say this, but oh, probably yeah. going to be the Professor product, whatever that is, um, and so that's very exciting, uh, and we will have to do a podcast next week yes, to yes, talk about absolutely. it. What did he say about um, it? He said it, they it's talk like... About it experimental and some people might hate it that's one of my the most interesting things he said Mm -hmm. to me which was (laughs) he said that to you yeah he said that to me no to me i thought one of the most interesting things he said was that the design of this new set is unique Mm -hmm. to card games in general Hmm. um never before seen style or or he was very vague about it um saying that it was going to be divisive basically mm-hmm. he's like some people are going to hate this and then he also said that it's i, I couldn't tell if he was talking about the other product mm-hmm. or the actual booster set yeah but saying that it would be like really easy to be your first experience in flesh and blood or something oh yeah i guess he could have been talking about the new like professor starter box set whatever it's going to be does that have a name i forget if that product no, has no, a no, name. no no no, no. Okay. it does not have a a name it's just well, actually, no, no, no. It must. It was um, in that, what was it, ICV, that, like, industry yes. like, insider mag? I'll scroll down, because I definitely, here it is. Oh, it's yeah. called Round the Table. Aha. Uh-huh. Fab X TCC. Yeah. We haven't talked about this either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this was this was something that it's was announced. $69.90. Should have been $69.42, we t- in my <laughs> opinion. <laughs> we talked a lot about um, PVP. PVE. PVE mm-hmm. last episode and what we wanted it to be and why it's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and this seems to be sort of the big push, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting about this, uh, it says it comes out September 8th, which is barely over a month away. Yeah. Um, and everyone talked about this already, uh, but I do think there's, if you didn't hear about it, it says... Uh, players can play as the professor mm-hmm. in a high-tech Evo mech suit. <laughs> so he's probably going to be some sort of mechanologist It character. seems like it, yeah. It's his favorite hero is Dash. He likes mech. Oh, well, as well as a bard named Melody and a guardian named Brevent. Uh, so new new heroes, mm-hmm. uh, blitz decks. Over 100 new cards. Right. Is, that's a lot of cards. That's a lot of cards. A 24-inch rubber playmat, not mm-hmm. paper. Yeah. That's the size of the normal ones, I'm assuming. Uh, I didn't actually think about that. Yeah, probably. Like two, two, two feet. Two feet-ish. Yeah. 24-inch rubber um, playmat. And a thousand-count storage box. That's big. Yeah. Um, that to put all your decks in or for like new decks? Yeah, it's interesting. 
pretty big because isn't the like game genic dungeon one like something like a, <sighs> yeah. a thousand i think the one we have the, like a big i feel like the cards layer holds in the high hundreds but sleeved so mm. it's something like between the professor box and the cards layer i think like maybe it's big. one of those like when they started giving out boxes at um Oh. The one that's like Tales of Aria. Yeah, yeah. they box. had a dragon one where it's like a cardboard box with cool art on it. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's something it's like probably that. Probably like that. Yeah. Um, so here's a question that I've been wondering about this uh, product: is do sure. you think these new heroes will be Blitz legal or not? Yes, I don't see why not. Um, so why? Why not? Yeah, I've I've heard like people saying that it's like it would be kind of weird because the professor is a YouTuber, so you end up having like an ad for a YouTube channel in your fantasy game and it sort of like breaks the immersion. I don't see the issue. I mean, I mean it's not an ad. He's a, he's just, a guy. Just him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's definitely not a big deal to me and I'm not like, it's not like I'm dreading someone being like, I'm playing my professor deck. I'm just curious. Like, do you think that's where they're going with it? Or is it going to be meant for like casual play only? I mean, they've already put out very casual seeming heroes like Guinness and he's blitz legal. Yeah, he is. He just came in a regular All product. Her, they, as far as I know, there aren't any heroes that they've printed that aren't Blitz legal except for Yorick. Oh, uh, yeah. Also, Rudy. But he's not even young. He's adult. The Rudy Gemkeeper thing, it's like, I think it's, it's it was never actually, like, released as a product. It's like a promo. So it's not ever been legal to play, I think. Uh, is that so? Yeah, I think so. Um... He's not adult. He has forty life. Well, how did they? How did they let him play it in the uh, dang? <laughs> so when I played, oh, people, someone played it. When in I a, played UPF, uh huh, they let him. They let him do it. Oh, interesting. Okay, and they had you may only have PSA graded cards in your deck. Right. Um. Yeah, actually, that's interesting. So it it is legal for UPF. They must have had him have four twenty life. I would think so. Yeah. Otherwise it'd be a pretty big advantage. The judges were saying that this is the last, the first and only time he will be allowed. Okay. Um, I think it, it's like a weird gray area. I've sort of read about this on the rules like channel and the discord that it's like, it doesn't, it, he's not on the list of like stuff that's not allowed. Like it just says you can't play Yorick at UPF events, but I don't think it specifically says you can't play Rudy, but it's also like not really a card you can get very easily. So it's kind of in this weird. Yeah. Most like, people don't have it. Like, uh, like someone has said, people have like tried to come to CC tournaments and play with it and sort of be like, you know, persnickety and be like, well, it doesn't say he's not legal. He's an adult hero. I mean, to be, to, to be completely honest, like I, I think that they should be allowed either uh -huh. ban it or don't. Yeah, like, yeah. They should just ban it and make it clear. But, you know, uh, it's it, interesting that it's, you could play it in UPF, but apparently no more. Um, no more. No, no, not anymore. Well, it, it they, sounds like from the way you they described. They didn't say that they that he was <laughs> illegal. But they just said first and last time. The only thing, so Blitz legality says that adult hero cards are not legal. Oh yeah, so you can't play him in Blitz. No, no, you can't play Rudy in Blitz. Oh, and then special use promos. Yeah, I guess because he's a special use promo. Special use promos can't be. And Yorick so far is a special use promo. Uh -huh. Yorick is also only banned in Ultimate Pit Fight. Right. Um, the the only two things that are banned in Ultimate Pit Fight are Yorick and Go Bananas. Yeah. Uh, which is, is which is more recent, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in yeah, official events. From the way you described like playing official UPF, it seems like 
there's like minimal guidelines and the judges were kind of having to like play jazz and like make it up to like have <laughs> a, a functioning bit, event. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's cool. Um, so I, I think they're tr- there. I think well, the original intention, and I think one of the reasons it wasn't immediately embraced mm-hmm. as a like, let's have armories around UPF. Yeah. In the way commander has been mm-hmm. is they kind of had, a, it was too silly. Mm. Like it was too almost meta zoo stuff where like go bananas. Doing go bananas. Like, you didn't yeah, want yeah. people to roll up and be like, we have to do Yorick and we have uh-huh. to do like, I get to open, wait for me to open packs. Yeah, yeah. You have to sit, sit there for 20 minutes for me to find, <laughs> you know, a, an eye or something. I remember seeing like, someone like I was at, I don't remember which event, maybe uh, last year when we were in Vegas and a guy kind of like running past going to a vendor and was like, I need a box of some set. I just played go bananas. So he like played it and then had to like run off to get a box to start opening it and yeah. look for the card. And I think, I think now that they are doing this, I still think PVE is coming and mm-hmm. you know, James White has said it's going to, but I do think that they're going to take UPF more seriously. So you think this a, is going to be a UPF type product of like, I would bet a thousand dollars. It seems like it's what it's it will fi- be. Cause it's, <laughs> it's $70. Four, it's four decks. Mm-hmm. One four, playmat. Four ready-to-play blitz decks. Mm-hmm. So that's four people. You yeah. play UPS. You sit together, you play a little game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think it makes sense. I, I don't... Th- and they haven't ever released a blitz hero that isn't legal in blitz. It sure. doesn't make any sense. I, could also, I can't I, even imagine the argument. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I, I could see... like I think you're probably right that they will be legal, but I could also see them doing like the heroes themselves. Like Maybe the, it's the start of being like, here's heroes that are built for ultimate pit fight, and they have... Maybe like their hero ability is like multiplayer focused or something. Well, like Yoji is very specifically a UPF type of hero. Yeah, yeah. Or like a where P. you would never do that. Mm-hmm. You would never do his hero ability in mm-hmm. Blitz. Yeah. You would never be like, I'll take your damage yeah, that yeah. I'm dealing or something. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. But he's legal. That's true. You can do. You can play him if you mm-hmm. want. You can have twenty-two life and be a guardian. Yeah. Uh, this is just no, the first time with they've no hero text. Yeah. This is just the first, as far as I know, other than Ira, like hero they've put out that they're not just putting out in a set. They're putting it out as like a separate thing. Right. Because I mean, it's not a promo. Yeah. Yeah. It's a new product, though. So actually, yeah. technically, no. That you're wrong about that. Oh yeah. Dorinthia. Uh, yeah, you're right. Quicksilver. Uh, Quicksilver is is yeah, a, yeah. is a new hero that's allowed. I'll. Hang on my hat. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. And that one's legal. So they, they probably will be. I'm just curious, like, if they... Maybe they... I mean, it'd be, it'd be interesting if they were so UPF focused that they don't make sense in single player sure. and so not allowed. And I think even if they aren't... But I think like, that the professor, if he's putting his name and f- actual fucking face on the product, mm-hmm. would want a product that is good for UPF. Mm-hmm. But if you buy it, you can play all of those heroes... In in Blitz too, yeah, and they're yeah. probably wanting. He probably wants at least a couple of them to be good. Sure, you yeah, know, yeah, not just like trash joke heroes like Cavdeen. Yeah, yeah, or or Guinness. Cavdeen catching strays on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean. You know, he, no one plays him because he's bad. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if Cavdian has ev- any living legend points. No. Probably not. He doesn't. <laughs> he has no cards. <laughs> you can run silver palms, and then you can run like jank, un, like generics and stuff. Right. So I mean, like. Talishar. Yeah. But like either way, it's it seems interesting that like they're going to print a bunch of new cards, so we're going to get so like an infusion of maybe new Guardian and Mech and I don't know, Mech hasn't gotten new cards in so long that if this deck has like 
five or ten new cards, it could shake up the whole uh, card pool. So it'll be cool and interesting. I yeah, think. no, I think. I mean, I think it will have. My prediction mm-hmm. is that it will have limited effect on the Blitz meta. Sure. Um, my guess is that a couple of the heroes will be playable and and fun, mm-hmm. and people will probably play them. I doubt they'll be broken or quote unquote broken. Yeah. About I doubt. I doubt there'll be like forces to be reckoned with. Maybe mm-hmm. it'll warp the meta in some way, but like, yeah, yeah. Um, I highly doubt people will be bringing like professor to the, to the armories and like crushing everyone. Yeah. Yeah. But Maybe someone will win a skirmish. That's like five people or something. But we were talking last night, like dash has no hero text. Mm-hmm. Like dash says, start with a, we- an item. And then th- for the rest of the game, it's the way the cards work. You don't do anything with your hero. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hard but to imagine. As we've talked about before, mech mechanologist is like not a class mm-hmm. maybe like it's a class it might be a talent but it's a funky class it's a funky class is yeah. what james white said mm-hmm. and so whatever whatever kind of hero professor is he should probably be able to use all of those cards but he could also not yeah like he could also say like scientist or something or mm. like no, that'd be weird a professor hero <laughs> yeah and yeah then he has all he has his own set of cards yeah it'd be weird yeah maybe, no it's, maybe it's like bolton where it's like a new warrior but it's like ah, he does a total different thing with light and charging and all this other nonsense and right. he's not really like we Trithia just don't all. know at all it could yeah, be anything yeah. i mean we have a bard character coming what More will that bard? be that like? could be cool if there's finally bard cards there are going to be yeah she's gonna have cards mm-hmm. a bard um, named melody i assume it's a girl hmm. um it's funny how it's a. Uh, it's a pun, but people are like, is it named after Melody Likes from uh, from the uh, <laughs> I think it's pretty clearly. I mean, hey, maybe it's a reference, but a little I think it's nod. probably pretty clearly from Pitch Perfect. Shout out Pitch Perfect. Yeah, they're classic puns. I wonder what they're going to call the professor's character. Because I, I, I never have tried I to would, like, predict character names, but... Uh, I would guess he's just a professor. Yeah. Anyway, that's going to come out in September. Mm-hmm. Um, then they'll also re- announce their new draft set mm-hmm. which is going to be there's been a lot of theories mm-hmm. uh roger from the uh, mnr cast the mm-hmm. manor podcast mm-hmm. uh is pretty pretty convinced it seems online mm-hmm. that uh the back of the card holds the key to what sets oh, and what I've seen order this theory. yeah <laughs> you <laughs> zoom order. in you can see little glyphs and 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 hidden symbols that tell you exactly where we're going <laughs> Yeah, and I, it's, uh, as Kel from Red Zone Rogue said, um, it's, people started realizing that now. Mm -hmm. Uh, As far as I know, no one's successfully predicted a set yet. Yeah, that is true. I feel like people first really notice it when, so so on, on the bottom left of the back of every Flesh and Blood card, there's like a spider. And people were like, oh, wait, shit, that's Outsiders. And that's the spider. And then kind of like looked at uh, the rest of the card and thought that it like spells out all the sets. Right. Uh, maybe we'll, maybe I can try and throw this in here. Oh, yeah, do it. Look at uh, this on the fly. If it's Production. allowed, can it be allowed? Okay. There we go. Oh, cool. kind of, oh, oh, kind of right, in there. Shit. Move it around. Um, nope, nope. <laughs> Why is it like that? <laughs> All right. Well, this is a little bit. Uh, you know what the fucking yeah, back yeah. of the just, card just pull looks out, like. Just pull out a card and take a look. If you're driving, pull over and then go in your glove box <laughs> and take out a card. Yeah, don't be driving. If um, you're in Carolina's car, she probably has an E-strike on the <laughs> trunk on the floor or something. Um, but if you look at the back of the card, 
you will see that uh, we start with a sword mm -hmm. with light coming out of it. Um, and at the very bottom, there's a book with what looks like some sort of illusionist thing. Mm -hmm. So the theory is we go counterclockwise mm -hmm. and we've got, we start with Monarch. So this is where I, my initial feelings about it was skepticism. Yeah, totally. Because you start with Monarch. Also, why do you go counterclockwise? Why not clockwise? Exactly. Uh, an, another small problem, but I will, I, sure, I, sure. you know, really we can, we are, we are, we are seeing the proof in the pudding mm -hmm. this week. Yeah. We will know for sure if this is real or not. Well, cause what's the next one by so this wait, theory? Wait. Yeah. So lay, the lay sword on. starts uh -huh. and it is monarch. Right. And I guess the idea is the first couple of sets were the whole world. That we yeah. that we were that we were sort of seeing, just a welcome to Wraith. Mm -hmm. You know, just let's see the whole world. Arcane Rising is the one that really f fucks with me, but it isn't a place. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's like kind it's of introduction to a whole nother set of. So we have yeah, we have the world, mm -hmm. and then we have the ether, which yeah. is the yeah, flow, yeah. and the and then um, what do they call it in Volcor? I guess um, it's ether there. The ether magic, yeah. Um, and then, you know, runes and, and all of the ways people have different types yeah. of magic. Mm -hmm. And so you've got the world and then the magic and then Crucible is just a, an expansion set. It's like war is starting to happen and stuff. Right. And yeah, I mean, so we I've heard this secondhand, but I've heard that the first set was supposed to be Monarch and then they thought it was like too complicated. So they wanted to like introduce some of the other classes and like stuff first. I'm not sure. Yeah, that sounds totally hearsay like i mean i've never heard anybody from yeah LSS i'm actually curious that. where that comes from maybe like old interviews or something sometimes people like say this stuff and it sounds made up and then you dig and like james white did say it no sure point, for so. sure i'm not but saying yeah. you're making it up but yeah I, I, don't, I don't know for sure is what i'm trying to say so if we assume that the first set is the first real set is monarch where we go to solana and the demonastery yeah and set up the quote-unquote story and that's how lss and james white and brian gottlieb talk about it as like the story right so it's far one big story yeah the story of the game so far is the war of the monarch basically and then it's like you go to each region like when we've gone to volcor for uprising and the pits with outsiders it's like in the background is still that story going on and different characters right so we go we go uh, sword monarch, and then we go left to the harp, which is some sort of like, um, I guess some symbol of Arya. It looks like a harp and like, um, let's see, leaves and stuff. Yeah, harp with leaves, and then we have uh, some sort of fire. Uh, it looks like a little, little, little dragon head, right? Yeah, we you got the it? dragon. So that'd be uprising. And then that's Uprising, so we're skipping Everfest. Everfest is in Aria. Yeah. So, okay. A thematically we, we, we tied don't, in. We don't do expansion sets is sort of how they're feeling. And then uh, then you have Outsiders with the spider mm -hmm. right there. And then you have the book, which is Death Till Dawn. And that's interesting because oh. that's an expansion set. Yeah, that's true. But it's also part two of a trilogy. Right. It's part two of the War of the Monarch. It's the story. So it's like a thematically like central expansion set right yeah so, I buy it. so that's the idea is that we skip over dynasty because that's in volcor right dynasties in volcor yeah that's sort of like how they've started doing these uh expansion sets as the their story beats yeah they're well. not just purely like random so you have the first that block 
skip an expansion set. Uprising, skip an expansion set. Outsiders, Desseldon. So, what's next is very clearly a big skull with snakes coming out of it. Uh huh. That's the Savage Lands. Yeah. So, if this holds, the next set that should be announced mm-hmm. this week is the Deathmatch. Mm, you think it's going to be called Deathmatch? So, so, the, so, the, other, oh, yeah, so yeah. the other theory is that this is Kel's thing, which yeah, also yeah. hasn't actually panned out. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the first set name mm-hmm. that it calls out is Dustel Dawn. On- no, it was Dynasty. Oh, right, Dynasty. On uh, Flex, I think, where it's like, uh, the the sun is setting on this dynasty. My son, now is our time. My son, something like that. And it's like dynasty is in caps, right? And then that was before dynasty came out. And then, yeah, then there was something about dust till dawn. Uh, and then dust till dawn, I think, is on Soraya or something. Uh, yeah, it says something about from dusk till dawn. Yeah, yeah. And then so in outsiders, outsiders, we had a card that said transcendence with the capital on the uh, visit the do- uh, visit the floating dojo floating dojo and um and so i think that was the card that kel was like i think that means that's the set like, like that's a set name that'll be yeah because they're all the, his theory was they're all in caps and they're sort of like it's like a weird like dynasty transcendence like they put them in all caps and then maybe it's setting up that like that will be the next uh the next set right and he said it's like two sets in advance okay now my question is has the there's no as far as i know there is no search function on fabry or the fab cube or uh fabdb of um flavor text Hmm. for some reason um i've asked all of those creators to include that because mm-hmm. it would be really helpful for this very specific niche reason. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I understand why you haven't added it. No worries, Philip and Tyler, but um, I uh, would like it because has there, was there a card that said outsiders um, or outsiders? I yeah. don't know if there was, I'm not sure. And you can't look it up now. Yeah. Because like, I do remember that it was like, I didn't search on a site, but just like I searched on Google when we got our spoiler card before anyone had seen it. And I was like, who's Zeno Runescribe? And I looked that up and it immediately popped up the, uh, what is it? Not Sift, fucking. Uh, uh, index. Index, that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, that popped up at, on Google. On Google. I think so. I think I, ju- I think I searched for Zeno Runescribe, maybe like Flesh and Blood. Right. Um, uh, but now if you look up Outsiders, it's like the whole set or whatever. Right. It, it doesn't work. So mm-hmm. I don't know. And uh, it'd also be weird because Deathmatch is from this last set yeah test till dawn on numbskull he says eyes be going to the death match yeah which is very cute and i love numbskull mm-hmm. um and his name is bam bam yeah and i would love to go to the savage lands because i wanted more brute stuff brute i would like be awesome i like brute he's funny mm-hmm. um and i like him you like to roll <laughs> i like to roll i'd like to see what's going on in there yeah um get a little more from their perspective not from solana's like imperialist perspective yeah 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 because they think they're uh, brainless monsters who have mm-hmm. no culture who just but... kill them for setting up a castle on their forest and then going in and <laughs> invading their homes and uh, yeah why are they so savage why are they so savage about our us claiming this land to be our own mm-hmm. hmm. weird um interesting parallels there yeah um but yeah so i i, I think that would be interesting and i I kind of hope that's the case because I I love the idea of like 
foreshadowing the name and like mm-hmm. order in like different parts of the game but it also could be spoilers like i don't know like do people really really want it to be like and then we're going here and then we're going here and i know that for the next three years mm-hmm. maybe i i kind of do yeah, but yeah oh yeah so then what else if you go past savage lands like what are the next uh places oh, on, the, on card? the card it looks like it's the mysteria like wind border and yes. then up above that is uh dash the mechanologist yeah like, metrics thing so when i when i was we were talking about this the other day and i was saying like it does kind of make sense if you think like if the last things like since they started planning the game was going to be like ninja area and then the mech area maybe that's why they were like all right in the first set let's put katsu and uh, in the second set let's put dash because our plan is to like not go to these places for a really long time but they're cool classes and we have designs for them already so we should publish those and then we'll like flush them out eventually once we get there. Yeah. I mean, it really seems like James White enjoys the long haul fans. Mm -hmm. Like he, uh, he likes the idea of like, you don't get, you have to play with the cards you have for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then like Azalea. Oh yeah. You're just like, okay, it's going to be a while. Totally. Yeah. We go to the outsiders. There's not, there's not some like instant patch, at least not so far. They're never just like, here's like a supplemental, like boost in power, you know, like a a patch, which you technically could do in a card game. It'd be kind of hard to like have fast turnaround, but like so far they haven't. They're just like, when the next set comes out that features that class, they will get better cards and they will try to make them better. Yeah. And it like with Leviathan and Azalea, it took, it took like a year or more before they actually like got good enough to be good. Leviathan was a faster turnaround than Azalea. Mm-hmm. Azalea came out in Arcane Rising. Yeah. Because Arachne wasn't working. Right. Which yeah, is, yeah. Right, because it was supposed to be Assassin. Yeah, Assassin was going to be in that set. I think they... Look at the top of your deck. Yeah, yeah, but they decided it didn't work for Limited. Maybe it was too good. Maybe it was too bad. I'm not really sure. It's hard to say. Yeah. Um, It's hard to... It would be good being able to manipulate your opponent's top top deck in Arachne that format. Arachne isn't in Limited. Yeah. He's never been in Limited, mm-hmm. except yeah, as just, the young Arachne. Yeah, which is just so, go wide Arachne. So um, it's hard to say. I can kind of imagine it being way too good. Mm-hmm. Like, just like easily milling your opponent. <laughs> yeah, if they only have 30 uh, cards. And you can fatigue people in Limited anyway, just by blocking sometimes. And so, it's funny because yeah. the design of the cards that came out in Dynasty for Arachne are very like old school flesh and blood, where it's like one for four, you know? Yeah, yeah. Zero, zero for three. Zero for four, one for five. Yeah, yeah. Or an attack reaction, a defense reaction. It blocks three, yeah. Yeah, but they all have contract and they all like take a card off of your deck. It's mm-hmm. pretty annoying. And yeah. in, 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 um, but also Brian Gottlieb said, I think that that character was really overhauled, so. It was really pretty different before he got his, got his grubby little hands on it, I yeah. think. So who knows? Yeah. Um, um but, but anyway, yeah. so. But Azalea was a long wait. And yeah, you're totally right. It's like James has that kind of, attitude and it's also what's i think like kept is what's had the game like only getting bigger and bigger and like stronger and more popular as opposed to like a lot of card games kind of just like come out i I feel like they what it's pretty clear that they often like have enough great ideas for or even just like good ideas for like six months to a year like a lot of other card games and then Mm -hmm. they're like okay what else do we add to this game what's a new thing and then they kind of like run out of steam and Flesh and Blood seems like designed specifically to not have that problem happen, to have like so much good stuff in the pipeline because they were working yeah. at it for years already. Well, it's just like if you're, if you're, it's a patient sort of like mm. 
very foresight, forethought thing to do, which is like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I don't want my card game to fail in three years like they all do. Yeah. So what should I do that isn't what everyone else does? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, don't just design one good set, design 10. Yeah. And be like, okay, well, let's have enough ideas for 10 years of stuff, mm-hmm. even if we don't, even if like, the after a couple of years it's a little foggy at least have like ideas and like meter it out on a big schedule like there's an old video i think we've talked about before yeah that's a great video of um of uh james white on on, like a local new zealand news channel yeah it seems like they're a local equivalent (laughs) of like the today show or something like kind of like a morning like light kind of talk show yeah just like oh they're making Mm-hmm. They're making a new card game over here. Oh, and yeah. Like it's, I, I, remember the, I think like Arcane Rising is about to come out. Or yeah. Something. I remember the lady asking him how many cold foil hearts exist. And he's like, I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that. Also, it was funny when they're like, they had one of the producers or interviewers or whatever playing a game against maybe like Chris Bewley or something. And she's and she wins. And she's like, I won. And then they like cut to like the behind the scenes of people like showing her like taking back moves and like what to do and stuff <laughs> yeah, like yeah. coaching her through winning. And I think it was an Ira match too. So it's like really simple. Um, yes. That very beautiful little video that um, is now. I don't know where because it was on the tall Timmy channel. Oh yeah. So shit. I don't know if you can find that anymore. If anybody has it actually, please send it to me. I'll upload it on the banish zone. I would love channel. to see it. Yeah. He, uh, um, it was from a Facebook page. I believe it was like the Facebook page of this New Zealand show. Yeah, Maybe I'll find it. Maybe on YouTube. We'll, anyway, we'll dig around. Yeah. Point is maybe we'll put it right here. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but if you watch it, you'll see that, um, James white, they, they, they're showing like a bunch of stuff with the office mm-hmm. and there's all of this, like, these huge cork boards with like all these uh, post-it notes and, oh, and index yeah. cards that like have the whole story of metrics and like Ricky is the optical monocle guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was who, stuff like about, snatch guy. about outsiders, right? It was like Azalea goes looking, gets an assignment and goes and does this. It's like stuff that was going to happen in outsiders. They were already like putting it on the board. Yeah. And Ricky, it. Ricky goes down to, to the pits to mm-hmm. look for, somebody azalea i think to get her to mm-hmm. hire her to do something yeah like all this like very intricate story stuff that mm-hmm. hasn't even happened yet yeah yeah um yeah i feel like if, the, if there's one <laughs> criticism you could give of like how flesh and blood doles out the lore and stuff is that it's like so long game planning minded that it's like he really it really demands a lot of patience where it's like here's a little drop it's like you know why did katsu and benji go to the pits We'll like, find out in Transcendence. We'll find out later. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like, you'll find out next time. And it's like, that's how comic books work. It's like, I you think can take my, years and years to get a satisfying I conclusion. think that my biggest criticism of LSS's story rollout so far is that like, <sighs> the pieces are there. Mm-hmm. And you, like, we've learned a lot through... um the cards and mm-hmm. the story posts, but very rarely do they feel monumental. The biggest one I can think of is as Kel talks about a lot is Re- uh, Morlock Hill. Yeah. Morlock Hill has this like seemingly very large, um, like, I guess I, I'm trying to think of the word of like this this sort of big cathartic thing yeah this yeah. thing that feels impactful this like um, crazy event that happened where uh yeah minerva just gets like sucked into a dark portal and looks like she probably dies right but it feels really hard to it seems really hard to ma- 
I feel like they haven't really nailed down marrying those things because mm-hmm. those are just like website you know, just web pages that you could choose to not read. Yeah. And I think that isn't my favorite thing that it's like, I have to read a book to understand mm-hmm. the card game I'm playing. Um, yeah. And I mean, I think that the biggest win story wise, where it was like, Oh, this happened. And I remember when it happened. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm really getting at is that like, mm-hmm. Oh, we found this out and that's the death of the emperor. Yeah. By Arachne. The regicide. Yeah. The regicide, like, event felt like an event mm-hmm. because it was a video, it was a post, it was a thing that you could watch. Oh, yeah. And it felt like this, like, whoa. And you could read more into it if you wanted to, mm-hmm. but, like, the actual event happening was a time thing that, like, was, yeah. you know. Like, the first time you, and that's, yeah, that is cool. It's the first time you saw that card, that's, like, part, that just tells the story. You don't really need to read anything else because you could just look at all the spoilers for Dynasty and be like, here's the Emperor, here's the Marvel Command and Conquer. Oh, that was spoiled later, but it's like, if you just, like, picked up that set and were like, here's all of the stuff in the Emperor's war room, all the weapons. Here's like the Emperor himself. He's so powerful. Here's Command and Conquer. But then there's also yeah. a card that's just like, the Emperor's dead and Arachne right. killed him. Um, yeah, that is a cool moment. And there's um, there's follow-up too. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I do think it's fine that like some of the more nitty-gritty like nuts and bolts is like what happened after mm-hmm. is just like lore that you can read. Yeah. Um, but I think the big events are sometimes not telegraphed enough. For example, mm-hmm. with Dust Till Dawn, um, which we haven't actually really talked about, mm-hmm. um, the set's cool. You know, it's a good set. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's got a lot of great cool cards in it, and I like them a lot. I'm playing Levia. I'm playing mm-hmm. um, Dis- Decimator Dory. Oh yeah, uh, I'm cool having card. a good time with it. Yeah, I played De- Dory at. Um, decimator dory at my last armory and i went 2-1 and mm-hmm. only lost to chris <laughs> i'm sorry on lexi because he's good lexi good um and then i went and lost in the final like a chump to lexi <laughs> to another lexi yeah. <laughs> um and so lots of fun stuff i mean wait just pause real quick the decimator axe is one of the coolest things they've ever printed decimator axe is sweet yeah to me personally like what i love about this game more than the story more than the art is the way it feels like you can have a loadout, the mm. way you can change your move set. Yeah. Um, and to me, that was a little bit, a little bit limited just because they, they focus on printing more heroes. Um, like for example, pistol dash versus plasma blaster dash yeah plasma barrel shot versus hanabi blaster isn't that different like yeah it's definitely a little different it lets you do the like mid-range like more controlly dash play style with all the pistol items against guardian yeah yeah. um you know axes dory versus um Mm -hmm. Domblade dory is pretty different yeah yeah there's, there's stuff crazy. like there's like Kadachi five versus Ember Blade five where you're focusing more on like momentum, masculine momentum versus like his more yeah. But you're still it's like the basic play lines mm-hmm. feel very similar. Um, totally and yeah. w- uh, similar with all the bows. Like yeah. every bow is like, I mean, I guess you could argue like, they if, like if you're Death Dealer Lexi, it's a little different. You, but you like, wouldn't want Go Again. But yeah, you're right. It, Warrior is the only class where it's like very... I guess Mech is like this a little bit where it'll be specifically like all the pistol items only work with 
a like gun specifically right or pistol or something i think it's like t the type is gun so you can't use it with plasma barrel shot or with an hobby blaster or anything and then warrior is similar where stuff will be like target sword or target two-handed or one-handed weapon or target target axe so if you play an axe deck then suddenly anything that says a sword or mentions Dawnblade, you can't use you have to use axe specific stuff right so Finally, someone's card pool has gotten big enough, mm -hmm. and it's of course it's one of the earliest heroes. The yeah, yeah. She was in the first set to really feel like you were playing. You're playing a sort of quality build in Dark <laughs> Souls with a rapier. Yeah. And then you found a fucking huge axe. Mm -hmm. And the first time you try it, you're like, oh my god! Mm -hmm. You know, you're like heaving it and you smash it. Like yeah. that flavor. I don't think I've felt in this game until now, really. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's been like I we mentioned a bunch of other like examples of mm -hmm. you know changing your weapons and it changes the playstyle. But the vast difference in like decks to strength. Mm -hmm. um, sorry if you're not a FromSoft fanatic like I am, mm -hmm. but like that's how I'm processing it, and it's just yeah, totally. I think it's one of the coolest things they've ever find. Like they've really achieved something, mm -hmm. and I think that. Everyone should get that. I think everyone should be able to like get a new weapon and change their whole playstyle, and you have yeah. to change your deck to like be kind of a different character because of your weapon. Mm -hmm. I think that's really awesome, and I hope they continue to do that. Um, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, were you saying something about the Dust Hill Dawn? Oh, I don't remember specifically. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, the set's very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but oh, I think I was gonna say like I think you're right that like. The Emperor is like the best like big event storyline. And I also feel like Uprising is where like the the like little bits of the narrative, like being on the cards really came through in a good way. Like I remember Uprising. playing. Oh yeah, yeah. Like when I was playing Fi a lot. No, no, no. Playing against all the draftable sets are really mm -hmm. good at like creating a place and, and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Cause I remember when I was playing Fi a lot, our friend uh, Eric who owns Action City Comics Great st uh, store. Check Great it out. Great store. Shout out Action City. Um, but he was like, I'm sorry to All see that. All free ads on this show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but not for the show that does not give free ads. Because would, they wouldn't want one. So we shouldn't give it to him. Um, well, they are very clear that they don't give free ads. Except but, for me. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> they do uh, mention For you. me personally. Yeah, yeah. Not the show. Just, just for just the for concept <laughs> of Bryn <laughs> yeah. existing. Yeah. Well, uh, that's fair. I'll have to get into Logan's dreams somehow. Yeah, listen to Flesh and Pod, everybody. It's a fun show. Check it out. It's out every week, Lo whether <laughs> yeah, Logan wants it to or not. <laughs> Unlike ours. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, what was I saying? Yeah, our friend Eric, LGS owner extraordinaire, he was commenting how once he'd played against Fi enough, he was starting to like see the story because there's like, you know, one of the cards has a guy who's like broken out of his chains and there's like, a card that mentions that like the Volkai monks are getting involved. Yeah, and, like, yeah. You sort of see all this like flavor and you're also like looking at Fi's hero card. You're like, I see why this guy is like leading them. Cause everyone kind of has like a similar vibe and you can tell that they're all like, and the whole concept of like Volkai and Drakai, where they're basically like, what, the, what's the proles and yeah, the bourgeoisie? The, the proles and the plebeians or whatever they call it uh, in ancient Rome. You mean the patricians and the plebs? Patricians and, pre and plebeians, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you kind of get that vibe. And then it would be cool if you saw more like specific stuff because you can read stories where it's like there's actual like battles happening and they, I don't know, kidnap generals from the emperor's army and like Dromai does stuff. You yeah, I mean, just I, get like little drops. I really cards. understand, you know, <laughs> I feel like when I first heard James White say that they wanted to write books, mm -hmm. like... I was a little skeptical of that and I'm still skeptical skeptical because no shade to anybody who works at LSS, but like 
I think the writing is not at the level of something I'd read a whole book of yet. Sure. I yeah. think that it will get better. It's really think, fun flavor for I a card game. I think it's gotten way better since like the first couple stories. Totally. Yeah. Um, and even the first lore book. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's sort of a taste thing. Like that's, that's to me, the, the lore original lore book kind of feels like the Silmarillion mm-hmm. where it's just like, and this happened and this happened and this happened. So it's not that, that I'm not saying anybody's a bad writer or anything. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of just like, it would have to be very, I'd love to, but, but, but now mm-hmm. I would love to have a book released with each set. Yeah. Even if it was a short book, mm-hmm. like a little, just like collection of short stories of like what's going on in mm-hmm. the setting. They were doing that with magic when I was uh, in high school. Um, That's so cool. I don't remember anyone reading them. I, I wish think. I was into magic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I my in friends high were, school. yeah, yeah. It, it was fun. <laughs> or middle school. Hmm? Middle school. It was I wish I bought. 10 cases of alpha when I was in <laughs> six <laughs> years old or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you could find it. Um, but, but, but dust held on, um, what I was going to say was mm. dust held on while it's a great set and I'm enjoying it. I think it's awesome. It's fun to open. Mm-hmm. Although I'm never going to feel great about ha- only 10 cards. Yeah. Like, it never feels fun to just be like, Nope, that's it. Oh, well, that's the back. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially cause there's so many tokens you can get in it. So it's like, Hey, a rune chant. Hey, a seismic surge. Cool. Yeah. It's like, I don't want this shit. Yeah. Get it out of here. It's not a draft set. Yeah. I don't um, need it. But that's just me. Uh, I think, I don't know what happened. Like this is supposed to be part two of war of the monarch. And I'm like, mm. okay, so who won? Ye- Did anyone do anything? I think all we know is there's been more prism got like taken over by soul or something. And is like kind of creeped out or like something happened to Shiana. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's you like, know what I mean? It's just yeah, like, totally. I don't know. Was there a big event that happened? What, like, what did Vincent do? All I know is that she's badass and she's got a big, who's Iron Vin- Maiden. I, and I, I didn't read the lore. Yeah, I didn't, no, I didn't, really I, didn't I, I know that there's a really cool Vincent story that people were like saying, but like, mm-hmm. I didn't feel it because there wasn't a, there wasn't a post. There wasn't an event. Yeah. There wasn't like a explainer that I, was I, I easy guess to process that I could then explore. The closest thing is United We Stand, which that story is all these people came here to Solana and they're fighting the shadow or whatever. Yeah. Like Lexi Bolton, Bravo, whoever yeah, else. How, the, the Bolton got still. cut off, Mike Butsowski <laughs> style. Um, Bra- Bravo, or, or Bravo. Hayden, Hayden style. <laughs> the hand, yeah. <laughs> Bravo is in Starvo mode, so he's embraced the flow like... We sure. know we know that no, happened. I, I like, but that's know about the it. Very general, broad strokes of the aesthetic of the story. Yeah, of the 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 big theme of the set. But like, why did anything? Did Morlock Hill happen now? Why did we get that card? Yeah, it, it kind of feels like we watched a trailer for like Avengers Endgame, and we're like, okay, so they team up and they fight the bad guys. Right, exactly. Now I want to know what happens. But did Thanos snap? Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, and so. Yeah. I, I That's th- true. Maybe it won't actually happen until the conclusion of the War of the Monarch that we get cards. But that then, are like, what's part two? What happens? What happens in part two? I guess they like Leviya turns, Leviya gets consumed or redeemed, mm-hmm. um, and then the Arya people came to help Solana. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's like I, I don't know. This is definitely not my like primary motivator for playing this game but it is funny because it's like you need like no one would play a game that was just like a card that said four on it or like a a thing that had a shield and said four it would be really boring i mean i think they are definitely better at it than any other game Mm -hmm. um and they're reinventing the wheel and so my criticism comes from a place of like i see you Mm -hmm. i see what you're trying to do and i 
I know you can do it better because you've done, you did The Emperor is Dead. You, yeah. You yeah. did Morlock Hill. You did, um, what was the other one we mentioned? Um, uh, there was another event, l- larger event. United thing. We Stand, that one? No, that's not as good, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. that was a really cool reveal in IGN. Like, that was very special. And yeah, stuff. yeah. So I just think, I just think that, like, I personally would like to be as involved in the story as they want me to be. Yeah. Um, maybe it's I, like one of those. I feel like it's a little out of distance sometimes. Maybe it's like one of those videos where it's like zoomed in on someone doing a drawing and, and you can't tell what it is. And then it like zooms out and you realize it's John Lennon's face or some shit, you know, like. <laughs> no, those. it does feel that way though. Like it, like once I sit through pure meiosis of like playing the game mm-hmm. and like barely looking at the lore, I have a lot of information. Mm-hmm about what the story is yeah like I you follow ex- the spoiler season explain a lot flavor text of yeah. it you know i could explain a lot of it and tell you basically who the characters are and what the stakes are and you know what what the aciers are and like mm-hmm. I, I it's a general thing but it i just think there needs to be more like points of like and then this happened yeah. This was a big deal when mm-hmm. this happened. Here's how the characters reacted. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause even if it was just one thing that happened in this battle mm-hmm. where it's just like, and then, you know, and then prism turned around and then just like slaughtered a bunch of innocent people or something. Yeah. Or yeah, like, you know, the more I think about it, it does feel like a trailer because it's like everyone's teaming up. Like Lexi calls down the lightning and then you have a card that cuts to Lexi and it's like, Bravo has him starstruck and Bravo's punching a guy. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's very, it's very, very much like a, like the trailer is great. It's like a comic book team up trailer. <laughs> yeah. I never really thought about it that way, but that's kind of what's happening except then we're, but you're, what's the big story. You're be? getting people like, their appetites whetted for a story. Yeah. And uh, yeah, maybe he really has like that much of a like 10 year plan kind of guy, James White and the team that it's like, and I believe that because we've seen mm-hmm. it happen, but like, yeah. I just think that I just think Sorry. that even if that's the case, we're not getting enough points. Yeah. We're not getting enough, like big, po- like there should, to me, story beats should be at least three a set. Sure. Like, the regicide one as an expansion set like the the emperor's dead that was for one cool and then i remember reading the dromai the sort of twist of that where dromai is like was gonna go talk to him and kill him yeah, herself yeah. and that because she was like in cahoots with fi or whatever mm. and then like is that what was happening yeah and then, okay well it's sort of implied yeah, yeah and then sees the emperor dead and she's mm-hmm. not supposed to see it um She's the only one who saw it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, it's, it's interesting. Cause you think about stuff like you have specializations that feature a hero and you have like, like the reason that Fi's face is burned when he's an adult is because Dromai grew up in his village, but then was taken away cause she's half full Kai or whatever, like the rich one is. Yeah. And uh, when that happened, his face got burned. So it'd be cool if that was a card. Yeah. I don't know what the card would be called. And I think the, the issue they maybe run into is that they're very focused on the cards being like fighting action type stuff. Like, you know, when you have stuff like rising resentment, it's like a guy breaking chains or like mounting anger. It's like a guy with a sword. Like it all has to feel very like relevant to like, I'm punching you. And so like Fi watching his like sister get taken away is like not really much of a, like what game action? There's no like, <laughs> right, right. I'm going to cry and uh, <laughs> not attack you or something. Yeah. It's hard to put story in what, like what, the fighting part of the game. Yeah. What but cards like, are even like that? I don't know. Morlock yeah. Hill is a card. Yeah. Morlock Hill. That's a card where it's like literally sacrifice Minerva and you won't die. It's a really insane card. Yeah. And it's like, seems hard to play and get use out of. 
but it's a, and it's blitz only basically. Yeah, yeah. You can only play Minerva and Blitz. Mm-hmm. But I, I love to watch them figure it out. Like, yeah. like, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, if you're in L, if you're from LSS, if you work for LSS, sorry, I don't know. Brian says he watches a lot of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, hi, Brian, come we got on you. the show. Get on the show, buddy. <laughs> if you watch this far, you have to come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You do. If DM you're, fa- me if right you're now. falling asleep in bed and you like put on a flesh and blood show, and it, if YouTube brought you here, it's uh, <laughs> it's too bad. The algorithms decided. Yeah, no. But if you were, you know, I I don't mean this criticism in any way, but constructive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you're aware of that. But I, I you mm-hmm. know, I I think to me, uh, it's really fun to watch you guys figure it out in a way that I don't think any card game has. Yeah. So. It's great, but yeah, because so many know, so many characters are like you're just teasing me. You're just you're, you're making me expect the highs that yeah. you've already accomplished all the time. I'm trying to think of like what character do you get the most like sense of from the cards, and definitely like the art does a lot of heavy lifting just in terms of like vibes. I'm thinking of outsiders where you have Azalea and like premeditate where it's like. Mm. You have there's like multiple cards of oh like, I love that card right it's yeah. like Lena Bell's in the background like goofing around and Azalea's like chilling and has binoculars and she's like okay I'm gonna look for where that guy uh-huh. is and that's similar to Seek and Destroy where she's like getting ready to Seek and Destroy and like you you're seeing her like doing her thing and being in action three of a kind where she gets the cards like that's that's very flavorful and it's like if you go read the lore it's like what she goes to that tavern and then they give her the cards to tell her who to kill and. Yeah, red, yeah. red in the ledger. It's like that's definitely a character where there's like a lot of. I think it's like part of the reason that there's a cult. Is yeah, it's like, people love her because there's like a lot of character there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in terms of like events in her life or her part in the story, it's like I don't really know what she did in Outsiders other than like be in the pits and kill people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the the the, the place of it is very interesting, and then even the the, the Uzuri's. Um, story where and, and again i read some of the lore like mm-hmm. i you know i try to keep yeah, up yeah. with this stuff um like azuri when the other assholes come and they're like some seems like somebody killed the fucking emperor what are you gonna do about it oh, and she yeah, yeah. like kills them and they all have a thing and also the cute um squeakers christmas oh yeah like a little christmas special hanging out with them in the lore is cool but i want to know what the big beat is like i want to know like yeah okay what happened what's the big event and there should be, you know, maybe you can't do a video for everything, but mm-hmm. like, why not? I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, tell me what the big beat of the story is and why does it affect Katsu? Like, ha- did they ever interact at all? Katsu, yeah, yeah. Did Katsu, they hang out? You yeah. know, Katsu and them. So it's like, that's the kind of stuff I want to see. Um, yeah. We are getting close to the end. Um, and we're not a, we're not a big meta show i think you've all noticed this Mm. by now but we don't try to do like big long analysis of the meta Mm -hmm. but vegas is coming baby Mm -hmm. we're excited for nats roll them dice i have just been thinking about how much i'm not going to care about the games i play you're not gonna Um, sweat at all you're gonna be just simply chilling sweat at all i'm going to play shapeshifter sealed i'm going Mm -hmm. to play up um upf Mm -hmm. i'm going to I don't know if if Carolina wants to help me participate in the cosplay. <laughs> cosplay uh, bingo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be fun. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm going to do fun stuff. I'm going to hang mm-hmm. out with people who are there. And you I should walk around with these microphones and just talk to people. I, I might. That'd be fun. I might do some vlogging, as mm-hmm. As says. Oh, yes, a vlog. <laughs> Lovely old job. It's me and Jim from Fat PC Gods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might vlog with as. some people. <laughs> it's probably fun to be him if yeah. you're him. Yeah. Um, 
But what do you think? You're playing in Nats. Yeah. Chris is going to be doing the opposite of that. I'll be sweating hard. Yeah. Sweating hard. Uh, I'm going to try to have fun. I'm going to try to like be sweaty, but having fun, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like I'll sweaty and having fun. Some of the pros, we were just watching the calling Birmingham and uh, watching Pablo Pintor like play the finals of a calling and lose. He just looked like he was chilling and let's like, he didn't exactly (laughs) look happy when the guy beat him, but he like smiled and gave him a fist bump and like, looked like he was just kind of, I don't know, enjoying the moment. Kind of like, you just kind of have to like ride the wave, I think. Almost be like a surfer and just be like, maybe, no, totally. maybe I'm going to fall off and crash. Maybe I'll like get over the crest. So you don't like, have to say who you're going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just saw the results this morning mm-hmm. of the calling Birmingham. Yeah. Um, which was won once again by Icelander. Right. So before this, we had two battle hardens two weekends in a row which were won by the same Icelander deck, the same player, Rhea Adams, uh, on Hit Effect on YouTube. Great channel. I learned a lot about Blitz Icelander from her. She's like one of the, I don't know if pioneers is the word, but like creators of a like very aggressive, very arcane damage focused Blitz Icelander build. Yeah. And uh, that was the point where I like realized that Icelander was like utterly disgustingly cracked. And I was like, why aren't more people (laughs) playing this in Blitz? This is nasty. And uh I had some good success with that deck. Never quite won anything. Well, I won an armory at once or twice. But you did what seven two in a battle hardened. Seven two in a blitz battle hardened. Only losses were to two. Uh, that bat- was at uh, the pro tour. The yeah at the at the at the Baltimore pro Baltimore tour and pro calling tour, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so I did well. I think I did like not to brag, but better than Majin Bay was also playing Icelander. <laughs> like we're coming for you, yeah. bitch. <laughs> I think Josh Lau was playing Dory and he didn't do as well as me. Like. Um, so what do you know what place you were? Tenth place? I was twenty third. Twenty third. I believe. Yeah, right okay. outside the cutoff to get a bunch of uh, prize tickets. That's the thing. It's a battle hardened, so there were a lot of uh no, I'm saying it was good. We got a bunch of we got like oh, five hundred yeah, prize tickets. We it was like down we to got tw- that uh cold foil frostbite. Yeah, it was down to twenty four, I think. And I think got. the blasphemet? Yeah, or some, some, something like that. A lot of cool stuff for sure. Um but yeah, anyway, uh that was in large part thanks to Rhea's channel. I copied her list almost exactly. Shout out Blitz. to Rhea. Um and then she's been playing Icelander in CC and like kind of a similar vibe of the build, even where it's like mostly arcane damage and then just has like a few attacks as poppers for Dromai, but mm-hmm. like is not trying to be Bolander. And uh yeah, Icelander has been having a lot of success. The calling was also interesting because the top eight there were no Lexi. Like top 32, there were a lot of Lexi and only one Icelander. But top eight right. was like a couple Bravo, a couple, uh, one Icelander, like a Katsu, I think two Katsu and Azalea. Like a lot of like weird stuff. Very strange, Matt. It seems like kind of mm-hmm. open. People are saying that at people that are top eighting are unplayable, mm-hmm. that the people that are losing are the best decks. It, it it's is, it, very it's confusing. Always, it's always funny because it's like you'll have a meta where people are like, okay, there's like a quote unquote best deck emerging, you know, where it was like Lexi and then also kind of Oldham, but then Oldham left. So everyone's like, okay, Lexi is just going to be the best. They ban Bullseye Bracer as people are like, oh, here we go. Lexi is still the best, <laughs> of course. And uh, I feel like a lot of times it's sort of like, it's very inverse proportion. Like the more people are belly aching and complaining, like the less of a leg they actually have to stand on. Like the, <laughs> n- not to like insult anyone, but it's like, unless you're one of the best players in the world it's like maybe you're just not doing well enough at deck building or playing or something against these heroes you know it's like they're not trying to make like a completely it lexi is not shane or starvo or even oldham like no she's a very good deck probably still the overall strongest deck like i think just has the best matchup spread and like lexi has always had the ability to beat 
basically any deck and it's just kind of like a metagaming plan of like figuring out which decks you do want to be able to beat what your sideboard should do um mm-hmm. but it's cool to see that i Icelander mean not to, and- not to insult anybody but to shame them yeah <laughs> <laughs> you should feel shame for saying your terrible opinions online yeah, yeah. and being so wrong practice more all and the get time. better yeah i mean because like did anyone think like bravo was going to be <laughs> so good he could make the finals i don't know like no. uh, of a calling not really people were like surely lexi will win surely it'll be five lexis in the finals so we're definitely not in some kind of like oldham icelander scenario where there was that like calling earlier this year where wasn't the finals like a briar four icelander four oldham and three icelander or something I don't know. You're telling me you for the first time. It was the one that Michael Hamilton won where uh, Tarek made the top eight with Briar, but then lost to Icelander. And it was just like all Icelander and Oldham. Mm. People were like, oh, look at this. Ice is too broken. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, people are complaining about that right now. They're like, come on, get Icelander out of here. Ice sucks. And it's <laughs> like, she really did not. Uh, Lexi is good against Icelander. Azalea is good against Icelander. Like, I think certain builds of the ninjas are good against Icelander. Jormai can be good against Icelander. Jormai's pretty good against Icelander, yeah. It's not an auto win or anything, but she's good. New Prism, even, probably. Um, so, yeah, I think the meta is, like, in an interesting, like, it, it's hard to say. I feel like Flesh and Blood can have, like, open metas, but also sort of, like, pseudo open metas where people are, like, exploring and, like, playing on the edges a little bit Mm. and like maybe a lot of people playing Lexi were new to the deck at this calling or like experimenting some and like ended up in matchups they didn't expect like if you're not teching for Icelander and you don't even have trench in your list and then you play one or you're not planning on fighting Bravo and then you fight all Bravos and they you know some of them get the best of you with like Mm -hmm. fatigue I I think it's sort of like there, there can be a period where people are like experimenting a decent amount playing their favorite decks playing like weird off quote-unquote off-meta decks to like experiment and then (laughs) after they've done that enough experimentation they'll sort of like come to conclusions and then start deciding which decks are viable and then that's maybe when you see a meta coalesce or maybe this really is like a truly open meta because it feels like they keep getting better at which i've said multiple times people hate yeah Uh, it's a weird contradiction much more fun i mean me personally as someone who isn't like you know james white just said today on push the point that he thinks he sees his job as creating a puzzle for people to solve. Yeah. And one day people are going to learn. Mm-hmm. People will recognize like, okay, there's a lot to solve. Um, mm-hmm. And we won't be able to say anything. I, I think it like I've, I, I've said it a bunch of times on this show, maybe, maybe on this show, but maybe just to you personally, yeah. like I do think it's like actively bad for you as a player to make any assumptions within the first month of a set. Yeah, like, totally. Like if you're looking at something and you say, oh, this sucks or this is cracked. Especially like Vincent and, and Prism, like the new heroes that are extremely complicated to play. It's like, do you even know what they do, let alone if it's good or not? And, le- you know, I, to, to to the community's um, credit, um, I heard a lot of people saying some wild shit about Vincent pretty mm-hmm. early on, but the full, like, the 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 consensus right now is Vincent is complicated and we don't know. Yeah. And I love that. I yeah, really yeah. love that I'm hearing from lots of people like it seems really complicated and we don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's the take you should have most about. I mean, I know it's not an interesting take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, it, you know, people want yeah. people want to theory craft and they should. But I think it's there's just this. I'm so baffled by this. The the tone that people take before a set is even out about like mm-hmm. saying something is good or bad 
um, or ha- even having such strong opinions as to tag Brian Gottlieb <laughs> and say, I can't believe you made this deck bad before the fucking set comes yeah, out. Yeah. Like that's unsubscribing. That's psycho behavior. Yeah, um, it's, just, it's also not very productive. It's like, if you're really wanting to like win games and be good at the game, you know, try uh, experimenting a little and playing the cards and seeing what happens. Don't just like blindly assume <laughs> something's trash or busted or whatever. Yeah, Because it doesn't do the thing you think it should do based on like what it did before. Yeah. And it's a new hero. Yeah. So I think I really have seen lots of people grow after being hilariously wrong. Um, (laughs) No names. Like literally if it sounds like it applies to you, it probably does. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, it also applies to like 20 other people who say some wild shit and you know, it's, it's laughable how wrong people have been in their like very serious, like I'm right about this argument. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I, I really think that those people have seemingly grown and being like, all right, we don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. Flesh and blood doesn't work the way I think it does. Mm-hmm. You can't know until you really, really dig into it and think of it as like a adventure game. Yeah, yeah. A puzzle game and being like, okay, what does this deck even do before I can rate it as good or bad? Yeah, yeah. Um, and one thing I was talking to you about um, this week uh, is I was very proud of my uh, read on Azuri. Mm, oh yeah. Um, everyone said that, like this is one where I was like, everyone said that deck was dog shit. Yeah. Like really almost nobody had an, a good opinion on Azuri. Yeah. I feel like people were either like, everyone on our team was like, Azuri's not good. The math doesn't work. Right. And everyone even kept repeating that phrase. Like they were like, you know, sure. Like yeah. seagulls. People would either say like, Azuri's terrible or maybe they would be like i think Uzuri will be like dory where at the start people won't know what she's doing but once you figure out what she's gonna like the, the common stuff she does then she'll be easy to play against yeah and that's really not true and it's like i think because Uzuri just has too many different things she can do it's like if your opponent says okay here's a dominated isolate and you're like hmm could be a shakedown could be a command and conquer could be a leave no witnesses could be a surgical extraction i'll just assume it's one of those and play optimally and it's like you really can't you'll just like get blown out sometimes yeah um and and you know i think that's the thing is that and like brian says you know there's a problem looking at the game quantitatively like you can't just look at the damage output of a hero and compare it to the damage output of another hero or even the blocking value of another hero and be like well they win it's why i think like being like every card adds up to eight or whatever like heuristic people want to boil the game down to is like very it's a really not useful way of looking at it because it's like well, okay, well, for the vanilla cards, maybe that's, like, in some way true, but then it's, like, what's the value of, like, opt, or what's the value of, like, looking at your opponent's hand, or what's the value of, like, there's very unquantifiable value because it's, like, dependent on the game state, and it varies heavily. Yeah, and uh, my feeling about Azuri was that, like, the math doesn't matter if you can't know what it's going to be until it's happened to you. Yeah. Like, like it affects your math because you're like suddenly my deck has less cards or my hand has less cards or I can't I lost the best card out of my hand because they just like named red and made me discard it. Right. It's fucking insane to make someone discard a card in <laughs> flesh and blood. You only get four a turn. It's so fucking annoying. Yeah. Um and and so I, I think uh I think I was able to identify that as like Yeah, yeah, totally. It doesn't matter how good you are 
Because if you're leaking three, even if you're leaking mm-hmm. a couple and a bad on hit every turn, yeah, like that's horrific, and people don't know how to play against it. Um, mm-hmm. And Azuri has been top aiding basically everything mm-hmm. uh, for a while now, yeah, yeah. especially against Oldham. And uh, who's else? She's really good. Lexi. Lexi, she's really good um, against. Yeah, and like aggro decks in general, I think depends on. Like, so you know, if yeah. you're targeting Lexi, Zuri's a good choice. Anyway, so I love, I love when it's an open meta f- to think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like playing open open meta. Like me personally, uh-huh. I'm much less interested in in playing competitively right now mm. than if it was Starvo. Yeah, that's like, the, there's an interesting thing where it's like I've I've heard players talk about that where they're like I miss when it was like a one deck format and you just had to be like all right, play chain and make a plan for the mirror and that's basically what you would do or like play Starvo and like cuz like that that well, meta, I liked you know, I like I like a top 3, you know. It mm-hmm. was like chain viscerai sometimes before he got banned yeah prism yeah. and starvo just like those are the best decks everything else was like you were kind of kidding yourself if you were like i want to win this event at all costs yeah. it's like play starvo or play chain or whatever yeah um right I, I sort of felt the same way when uh it was like the first time when icelander hit living legend i think we talked about this before but like icelander and oldham both ll'd and i had been playing a bit of oldham and blitz and it was fun but i really had more fun playing icelander also thought she was better like a stronger deck but just in general it was like it's such a fun play style it's it's like playing wizard is so cool because you're interacting so much with your opponent you have all this like weird stuff and equipment to think about with your metacarpus and your storm striders and uh i was having a great time playing the deck and then it hit living legend and i do think from like an objective standpoint that is good because they probably should have just banned storm striders and blitz if they wanted it to be balanced don't say that they uh, they were wrong but uh they, d- they definitely should have banned Icelander. Like, Icelander was way too strong. They tried to nerf her by banning some of her best cards, and it turned out to not really matter. I like that the last time they talked about Blitz, they were like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, mm-hmm. Blitz is wild. Yeah, sideboard. It's, it's crazy. Like, you mm-hmm. know, maybe we'll have a sideboard. We're going to... It's a fluid thing. We They're know experimenting. it can work. Yeah, yeah. But so it's, it's like, going to be higher variance. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. I think yeah. it's cool that they're like, okay, if there's a... If there's a deck that's too strong in blitz it just ru- it just like blazes to living legend totally and that's fine yeah it'll and, just and that's re- what happened the, it'll own the meta for for like a month mm-hmm. and then it's over yeah i it think wasn't that's even, cool it wasn't even like she won every skirmish she won like more skirmishes than anyone else in that season and uh so yeah overall it's it's good for anyone else who wants to play most other heroes considering icelander could just feast <laughs> on them like if you want to play kasai or ira or whatever right um but after that, I was like, I guess I could learn Kano, but like, I didn't feel drawn in the same way to learning Kano as I did for Icelander. I also didn't know if it was so cracked that it was like definitely the best deck. It so isn't I was, and it never will be. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, hey, I'm not sure what to play. I ended up playing like Ira a decent amount when we were doing Blitz armories. And the thing is like- We are now. Yeah. We um, just did one. Or we just did a Monarch draft uh, mm-hmm. at skirmish, but it's skirmish season. It is skirmish season. And I'm probably going to play Ira at some skirmishes and- uh, I sort of was like, I kind of just wanted to go in the opposite direction. I was like, what if I try something that's like really simple and not a wizard and just like see what it's like to be a class that blocks more in, in blitz and uh, it's fun, but it is like, I do wish I could just sleeve up Icelander and that's the deck I'm playing for a skirmish. <laughs> yeah. It feels um, a lot better to be like, I know my plan. I know what to do, mm-hmm. but you know, I think both of them, I, I love to have seasons of yeah. like, cause it, it's let's like, let's see s- something cracked. Let's see something 
way above right and then have them go away and then we're open again it just gives people more yeah that's the thing like the open meta if you want to play something that like loses to icelander which last meta was like basically everything i feel like reinar could high roll you kano could beat you sometimes and um prism yeah. i guess even prism was not that hard in my i, I beat a prism in the battle hardened yeah. so and that's the thing it's sort of like it's not good if your deck you're like oh i have no bad matchups because that means other people are like i hope i don't play fucking icelander because then mm -hmm. I'll, i know i'll get destroyed and there's like no chance um it's not good for anyone who wants to play those heroes so there definitely needs to be like a balance where people can be like hey now i can feel better about playing chain we come and we go loss. and yeah. i just hope i like it when it's a little broken yeah, uh, but the broken stuff's fun. You yeah, know, it's fine. The open meta is cool. You can play. I'm gonna play Decimator Dory and just probably lose a, a couple games and win a couple games, and it's fine. It's a good time. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not that competitive, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I'm trying to be ready for CC. So like, if I'm gonna be like going in the lab and being like, what's the optimal deck for me to play? I just I'd rather spend that time practicing CC and Monarch draft and shit. So right. I kind of just like. Ira is uh, pretty strong. I'm fine at it because it's very simple to play. So just like tweak that a little bit and bring it and see what happens. Not that worried. <laughs> yep. Well, Flesh and Blood has been crazy this month. Mm -hmm. um, we've been doing a lot of it. Um, sorry we missed basically all of Dust Till Dawn season and mm -hmm. we're already going on to the next one. Um, but not that sorry. Uh, I mean, not that much crazy. Like, Leviah, <laughs> Leviah Redeemed has been awesome, and Leviah has been, like, top-aiding some recent tournaments. That's so cool, and I'm, I love to play her. But, yeah, yeah. You know. Like, Vincent and Prism and Bolton, I feel like they're still figuring their shit out anyway, so there'll be plenty of time to talk about the set and yeah. the impact. And, uh, you know, no promises, but we'll probably be back pretty s sooner than later because yeah, uh, yeah. I've got a little bit of time. Um, yeah. So we'll see you soon. Mm -hmm. uh, this has been Banish Zone. Thanks so much for watching. Obviously, we're never really going to have a, a good release schedule uh, yeah, that is yeah. that we're going to be able to follow very often. So please subscribe. Yeah, yeah. Don't you want to know when we put a video? Because you'll find it. It'll show, it'll pop up when we're ready. Yeah, maybe Bryn um, will find that. We'll find that video and we'll post it. The New Zealand news video. Uh, resurface a little of that conversation. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. So subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Banish Zone. Chris is at Blue Plunder Run. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, Listen to my band. Uh, I put oh, out yeah. a new Check song. We're working really hard on mm -hmm. this record. Uh, it's called Stay Inside. The song's called A Backyard. Um, it's the kind of shit. Well, I was going to say, I feel like your last album, Vincent, would have loved this new one. Maybe Lexi and Dash. I think Briar would Briar'd like be big into this record. Ooh, Briar would like this one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Until next time, you're, you're banished. banished.